0: Hey gang, welcome to episode 15 of No Priscinium. I'm your host, Noah Nelson. Uh, Welcome to what will be our first open forum mini-sode. And uh, let me start off by acknowledging uh, this one. uh, I intended to go out last week, but um, life, it uh, it does things to you. Uh, And uh, when you don't physically have a place to sit down and record a podcast other than uh, the car... Uh, Maybe uh, you don't uh, wind up doing the podcast However, we're making it up to you uh, this week Uh, You'll notice this came out early And we will have a regular episode later this week I'm really excited about it So I'm going to save the news for then Uh, Right now, we're going to get into uh, this open forum So if you missed last episode uh, The open forum is basically where I'm turning the show over to you You're going to hear at least one familiar voice uh, some of you, some of the other voices, might be familiar to you uh, personally. Uh, uh, no illusions here. We we are a small community, but uh, but a loving one. And uh, anyway, so. Um, these were all recorded last week, so uh, in this first one we're about to hear from Abel, who's been on the show before, he's gonna introduce himself, and uh, you're, he's gonna talk about uh, being at Scare LA, which happened uh, the prior weekend. So uh, it wasn't this weekend uh, that just happened, it was, it was the one before. Uh, but other than that, our little DVR action, uh, this one's uh, this is pretty cool.
1: Hi, Noah, this is Abel Horwitz. I wanted to call in and let you know about the Scare LA conference, which happened this weekend, um, August 8th and 9th in Pasadena. Uh, A few immersive tidbits that you should probably hear about. One is that Delusion, which, uh, as I said on your podcast, is the most beautiful haunted house in Los Angeles. Just signed a five-year lease on a building uh, to create a year-round show. Uh, so it is essentially L.A. getting its own version of something on, the, on par with Sleep No More, uh, which is quite exciting. Another thing is that I created something called Serial Killer Speed Dating, which I also talked about in your podcast. Um, it was great. I took speed dating and then I added a little game where I had a few serial killers uh, peppered within the audience. People really liked it, people got the jokes. I had a few people, a few actors die at random times, and I had a few actors playing serial killers and dropping in little clues as to as to why that person needed to get murdered, such as one person's cat getting uh, run over by another dater, or, uh, or having very recently broken up with their boyfriend who they just happened to stab in the middle of The the game people loved it, and I would like to continue to do it So I wanted to let you know because I talked about it and it was a lot of fun and the response was great So those are my two tidbits Um, keep doing what you're doing and You are the wind beneath my wings
0: All right, and uh, Thanks again Abel and I'm looking forward to you doing the serial killer speed dating once more Um, I need to check that stuff out. I I like picked the wrong week to leave town. Cause there was, you know, scare LA was going on and just, there was all this other stuff happening down here. And I'm like, wow, I missed the the FOMO, that FOMO, that fear of missing out. Uh, it's, uh, it's ironic. Cause uh, that's sort of what we create here at No Persinium from a certain point of view. Next up a, a show that you may have FOMOed on, uh, it is a review of "Broken Bone Bathtub" from one of our podcast supporters and our longtime listener and uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Anthony Robinson.
2: Hi, my name is Anthony Robinson, and this is just a quick review of "Broken Bone Bathtub." Uh, it's a one-woman show that was put on by the lovely uh, Siobhan uh, O'Laughlin, and uh, I was lucky enough to catch it before she left Los Angeles. Uh, it was uh, one of the uh, the small shows that were put on out here uh, during the Fringe Festival uh, during that time period and uh, it's a show uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it who did not read the LA Times piece, a wonderful LA Times piece um, it is a show uh, about uh, uh, taking place in a bathtub, performed in bathtubs in people's homes um, Uh, while Siobhan is uh, literally armorless and uh, naked in front of you in uh, her bathtub covered strategically with uh, suds, um, basically telling the story of uh, how she got into a bicycle crash uh, with another person and uh, how she ended up um, borrowing other people's bathtubs in New York City um, to take a bath uh, while she was in a a ridiculously uh, large mangled cast, um, which she does wear during the show. pretty much what i want to say about this uh... that particular piece uh... it was quite actually lovely and charming to uh... be part of it i uh, was fortunate enough to catch it uh... before she left town in a small venue uh... here in uh, the beautiful city of long beach uh... and uh... it was in a wonderful home uh, that was owned by an Ash- actress named ashley uh... lovely lady uh... who basically walked us into her home into her ridiculously large ups- upstairs uh... bathroom Um, the show that I saw held about 12 people um, which I know is actually really large for her show uh, this particular show Um, but uh, what makes it a wonderful piece and what I found so moving about it is because it is is a conversation because it's awkward and it's funny at times and it is very sad at times and it's moving and ultimately it's a uh, wonderful interactive piece um, because it is a conversation she does not just, uh, you know do her monologue, which she does do a quite fair bit of. Uh, but what she brings to it is q and A, a Q&A that goes back and forth between her and her audience, um, and that little bit uh, is what makes it an amazing show uh, because it does get intimate. And uh, the questions she asks, which uh, some of them are innocuous, but uh, they're timed well uh, to fit into her show, um, do bring out uh, amazing emotions in other people. Uh, who are taking part of it. Um, and I do say taking part of it because she does extend moments to ask some people to help wash her hair, or scrub her back, um, uh, in my particular case, give her a hand massage, um, and other, you know, other folks to ask questions, and it's a very moving piece. And uh, if you're lucky enough, uh, she's touring, for those of you who are listening, uh, she's touring, uh, going to be going to the UK very soon before she's heading back here, I believe in November, which uh, will be back in the States. And I think her plan was eventually to make it back to Los Angeles. So if you get a chance, you should catch it, definitely.
0: And I sort of feel like I still owe Siobhan a review of the show. I will. I will not take this opportunity now. I'm hoping uh, that she comes back around. She she seemed to be very excited by everything that was popping off here in L.A. and uh, and thinking she she actually asked like, oh, should I move to Los Angeles? Uh, and, and the answer I always have for everyone is yes. Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer to me. Uh, but for those of you who are out there in the world, uh, pretty sure she's going to be doing the show in New York at some point when she gets done with her European tour. So Zay and Company, uh, keep your eyes and ears open. Uh, it, it is a sweet twist on the solo show. Um, there, there isn't necessarily uh, the kind of uh, you know user-focused agency. You know, going back to like last week's discussion, uh, it's not a show that's built around the perception of uh, the audience. But there's there's this line here where she's getting into uh, the sense of community and uh, interaction going that way. Which in this kind of big open frame world of uh, that, that No Persinium is trying to track, I think is a, a pretty critical part of what's going on here. This next segment is the actual Inspiration for the whole open forum Uh, Our good friend Cindy Marie Jenkins Moved to Orlando From Los Angeles recently And uh, Orlando's got its own Immersive scene going on Uh, It it really shouldn't surprise us Given that it's one of the centers of theme park Entertainment Much the same way that LA is a theming center So there's that synergy That little synergy is going on there and uh, cindy moved there and there's this show called the republic which has been getting a lot of press and a lot of buzz and cindy had a a a very specific kind of experience you're about to hear a review and i'm gonna let you uh listen to that and then we're gonna come back
3: the morning before i saw the republic i received an email with very specific instructions you get out of this experience what you put into it interact engage ask questions. Don't hold back. We certainly won't. So I did. We were in this small group at the beginning and were thrown into the labyrinth, supposedly to die. That's what we were told by our guide anyway. And myself and other people in my group asked questions. Our guide had some answers, but they didn't go very deep and mostly he tried to get us just to the next room, which was Medusa we asked questions of Medusa to very, very, very little avail. Um, we actually got nothing out of her experience in her room. And we went to Daedalus and that was great. We got something to do. Daedalus asked us to find out what our enemy knew about the weapon. So we found the enemy. I forget exactly who they were at the time. And We listened in on their conversations and learned that they wanted the plans that were actually hiding and hanging in Daedalus' office. So there they were in full view. And someone in my group and I ran to Daedalus. We told him he actually seemed to think that we were getting in the way of what was happening right then instead of trying to help the story along. So, that gentleman in the group and I, we just decided to engage and interact as we were told to do. And we took the the plans from Dydalus's office. We took them off the wall and hid them in a trunk in full view of many people. And again, nobody seemed to care. There are many, many more examples of this, but basically they all felt like those choose-your-own-adventure stories where you choose something that's really exciting to you or just different, and you turn the page and they kill you off two sentences later. The end. I even broke off from my group at one point, probably halfway through the night, and I just started exploring. And I explored all of these rooms where there were posters exclaiming to me that delay is treason. We are watching you. Everything said, we are watching you. And we were told that at the beginning, too. And so I did stuff, and I looked for clues, and I expected someone to catch me at any point in time, and maybe I would get in trouble, and maybe I would find a clue, and maybe something would happen. And nothing did. And every time I told my guide or I told another character what I had found, they brushed me off. So by the time we got to the climax, I really didn't care. I had no relationship with any of the characters. They gave off a lot of plot points, but very, very little story or character arcs, at least that I could find. And I can't help but think that some of the issue might be that the performers, although quite good in some of their roles, just aren't writers. And they either need someone very specifically talking into their ear and helping them out so that they understand how to interact when someone asks questions or when an audience member takes them off script which it seemed to me was the whole point they have some help so i really hope i i know that they're bringing this back in 2016 and i hope that the republic does much much more to Get rid of a lot of the plot and backstory that seemed very plotting, and work with the actors and work with writers to work together and to make any decision that they're encouraging their audience members to make actually do something to the story and actually make a difference in the result.
0: So, yeah, I, I had to keep myself from spoiling that uh, Cindy was frustrated. Uh, it's not my place to spoil the review right before it happens. Um, I, I I really wish I could see the Republic. Um, I e- even after even after Cindy's review, not that I don't trust what she said. that is not what I'm saying at all. Uh, I'm just sort of fascinated by the exact problem that she encountered because this issue around, How do you prepare the audience? Uh, What information do you give them? What injunctions do you lay on them? Um, What expectations do you set, right? That's the simple way to talk about this. Like, What expectations you set for the audience really changes what they're bringing to the show. We all know that I have the whole thing about if you say it's immersive and then it doesn't Remotely look like a sleep no more or then she fell Then I'm really deeply confused Uh, And I know I'm not the only one Who has that experience Um, This Whole area of What What do we prep the audience with How much information do we give them What's the wrong Thing to say before you let People through the doors These are not trivial questions This is the heart Of the art and so I'm, I'm very grateful for Cindy for going to check out the show. Uh, I, I, my gut tells me there's going to be more happening in Orlando, and we're going to be hearing more from Cindy. And uh, she's got a written version of that, which we're going to try and get up over at uh, the Medium Collection, which still exists, which leads us to this, the next part of the show. Hey, this is the, the wrap-up. Um, thank you for enduring the mini-sodes for a couple of episodes there. Um, our next two episodes are already in the can So we're back to regularly scheduled programming for the next two weeks. They are very special episodes. I'm ecstatic uh, about them. Uh, I'm recording this right after I did those recording sessions. So I don't want to spoil it uh, right now. You get the first... Oh, it's not spoiling. You're going to get the first one uh, in just a couple of days. It is the Moving Shadow. They are the company who produced Hamlet Mobile. Uh, They were here... And uh, they talked about their experience, the future of Hammobile, uh, their experience producing it, uh, and about the dearly departed Marlon Pine and his influence on their lives. And you will hear all that in the next episode of No Persinium. Until that episode, you can find us on Twitter at No Persinium. You can email us no underscore persinium at outlook.com. Uh, The Medium collection is still there, medium.com slash no dash proscenium. I know, I know, it's, it's, they're all different. It's all terrible. I apologize. Um, I apologize a lot. I'm going to get over that. No more apologies. There are no excuses. There are no apologies. Uh, We love this. You know who I love? I love our Patreon backers. You guys are the best people in the world. And if this episode has sounded a little different, it's because I went ahead and got that microphone. Oh, yeah. We got a good mic now, and uh, we're going to keep it that way. So, on that note, and until the next episode, when the moving shadow will be here at this very table that I currently sit at, uh, I'm Noah Nelson, this is the No Persinium Podcast, and I will see you at the show.